Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net, whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I. Our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic. And Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast. The Phelps campus at CAC Phelps. The Pikeville campus at Pike UPC. And you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. It is a Tuesday cold type of morning here in East Kentucky, and of course, uh, we do have some snow on the ground. It's still flurrying around. I don't think we're supposed to get any additional accumulations today, but uh, it is snowing outside, and uh, and uh, maybe looking on my deck railing outside my doors looks like we may have about four inches maybe four and a half uh somewhere in that neighborhood so 
yeah, that is uh, about all we got here in East Kentucky. But uh, still, that's enough to bring everything to a halt. And, uh, of course, if you was to uh, look at uh, our uh, – and maybe I can bring up just a little bit of a, a video capture here, if I can bring it up, and we'll see if I – can do this without any major problem and uh if if i was to uh here we go just kind of give you a little view of the outside there and that's what's going on in our little portion of the world and uh so yeah you can see snow still on the road they plowed it but it's still on the road but uh yeah that is uh um, something that I think, uh, is, you know, unique, the first snow that measurable snow, I guess this of this year, but, uh, it is cold. Looks like it's about 15 degrees outside. Yeah. That's not the low that is current temperature. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, looks like that today. Let's see what the weather's going to hold for today, but it looks like it's just going to be about 19 for the high. I know. I know. Go figure. Go figure. Um, they're giving out 6 to 10 inches of snow, uh, accumulating a coating to an inch, otherwise mostly cloudy, uh, frigid, storm total 6 to 10 inches. I'm thinking... We might just have about four, four and a half outside right now, but uh, could be a little more as time goes on. And then looks like that uh, coming up on Wednesday, going to be a high of 27. And then look at there again, Thursday and Friday, snow again. I know, I know, I know. Go figure. Snow again. So, yeah, and that's uh, all the way through to Saturday and the 19 for the high, 28 for the high, 40 for Thursday's high. That'll give a little time for maybe a melting before the cold sets back in. One to three inches is what they're predicting Friday and a little snow at times in the morning on Saturday is all. So we'll see how all that plays out. But currently outside my window pane, it is 19 degrees going to be for the high. It's currently um, 17 degrees. Well, and looking at our current radar conditions, you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, we got that snow flurries that's just lingering over our area. But most of it has moved on out, uh, you know, away from us, and we'll see how long it lingers today. But it's just going to be flurries, nothing major, so hopefully everything will get back to a little normalcy. But uh, then Thursday set back in again. There we go. Well, we took yesterday off. If you do not have uh, this, uh, if you did not contact us with this just simple text very simple just at cac daily to the number 81010 then of course you didn't know that we'd canceled out 
and uh, we had to cancel out due to my scheduling, but uh, we're back on the air today. And we want you to uh, text that at CAC Daily to the number 81010. You get put on a list when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulty, something happens, we can't get on the air. We'll send you a text, let you know what's going on, just like we did yesterday. So join the list today. Also, let's see what else we got going on. Um, I think we got to get our announcements in, of course. And uh, we got coming up some things that are is going to be, uh, I guess, um, uh, going to be coming up not only... Uh, in February, but uh, also, well, I guess this will be announcements for the whole month of February. And uh, let's just jump right in and see what they are. Well, coming up February the 5th, we'll be having our men's meeting. That's the first Monday of the month at CAC. So make sure that you attend that 6 p.m. KYC is coming up Friday through Saturday, February the 16th, 17th, Northeast Christian Church, Lexington, Kentucky. And speaker is Josh Carson. Section 3 conference coming up February the 22nd and 23rd. Also, I need to put in here uh, our uh, Section 3 rally, which is Friday, February the 2nd, 7.30 p.m. That's at Grayson. United Pentecostal Church in Grayson, Kentucky. And that is what's going on in our little portion of the world. And also we have some, uh, we have some um, uh, prayer requests that we need to make mention of. I had to do a little editing there. Uh, we want to remember, and I'm just going to mention about the last five or six of these. Of course, all of those scrolling on the screen need prayer, so be sure to pray for them. Let's remember Joy Briggs, Ruby Daniels, uh, Danny Ratliff, Leona Guzlan-Little, and Sheila Spartman. Let's remember all of these in prayer. And if you have a prayer request, you can put them in the comment section or the chat room. You can also begin to uh, uh, email those, and you can email those to this email address prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org or just call in to our prayer line 606-282-4108. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's broadcast. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that has a need, that you will just reach down and touch each and every one with a special touch I pray that you'd bring healing to their bodies, deliverance to them, direction for them. Whatever their needs are, Lord, we know that you will supply our needs according to your riches and glory. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all of those who are watching, all of our viewers from across the U.S. and around the world. Lord, I pray that you put a hedge of protection around all of us, protect us from the pandemics, the plagues, the pestilence, and the diseases of the day. Well, we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let's see what else we got going on here as uh, we check off the list. Of course, the, the weather is uh, something that uh, we always want to keep a check on. 
especially this time of year. I had to be on the road yesterday, and they were icy and slippery. And uh, so I had to be on the road and uh, got back home safe and sound. Thank the Lord. That's right. And so uh, we uh, want you to stay in, stay warm, and just enjoy the broadcast today. We also have some birthdays that we need to make mention of, our January birthdays. We always um, start it. Well, we started this uh, this year, and uh, we want to um, we want to make sure that we get everybody's birthday. So, if you'd like to send those in, you can do that through email. You can put it in the comments section. You can put it in the chat room, and uh, we will try our best to pick it up. And uh, that way, we can always. Check it out and wish you a happy birthday along with everybody else. And so uh, this year, uh, this month, we want to remember Karen Maynard, Justin Metters, Marty and Janet Party, Potter, uh, that is um, uh, husband and wife team, and Ryan Dotson and Brianna Stevenson. Let's remember all of them and wish them a very happy birthday. So there you have it. And let's see if we can't jump right into our Bible reading. We're reading our way through the Old Testament. Once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to continue on through the New Testament. Here we are with First Chronicles chapter 8. First Chronicles chapter 8. Now Benjamin begat Bela, his firstborn, Ashbel the second, and Ahara the third, Noah the fourth, and Rapha the fifth. And the sons of Bela were Adar, and Gera, and Abihud, and Abishua, and Naaman, and Ahoa, and Gera, and Shephuphan, and Huram. And these are the sons of Ehud. These are the heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Geba, and they removed them to Manahath. And Naaman, and Ahiah, and Gera, he removed them, and begat Uzzah, and Ahihud. And Shehoram begat children in the country of Moab, after he had sent them away. Husham and Baarah were his wives. And he begat of Hodesh his wife, Jobab, and Zibiah, and Mesha, and Malcolm, and Jeaz, and Shekiah, and Mirmah. These were his sons, heads of the fathers. And of Husham he begat Abitub and Elpael. The sons of Elpael, Eber and Misham and Shamed, who built Ono, and Lod with the towns thereof. Bariah also and Shema, who were heads of the fathers of the inhabitants of Ijalon, who drove away the inhabitants of Gath. And Ahio, Sheshach, and Jeremoth, and Zebediah, and Arid, and Ader, and Michael, and Izpah, and Joha, the sons of Bariah and Zebediah, and Meshulam, and Hezekiah, and Heber, Ishmerai also, and Jeliel, and Jobab, the sons of Elpiel. And Jacob, and Zikri, and Zabdi, and Elienei, and Zilthi, and Eliel, and Adaiah, and Bariah, and Shimrat, the sons of Shimhai, and Ishpan, and Heber, and Eliel, and Ebdon, and Zikri, and Hanan, and Hananiah, and Elam, and Antithijah, and Iphadiah and Penuel, the sons of Sheshach. 
and Shamsharai, and Shehariah, and Athaliah, and Jerasiah, and Elihah, and Zikri, the sons of Jeraham. These were the heads of the fathers by their generations, chief men. These dwelt in Jerusalem. And at Gibeon dwelt the father of Gibeon, whose wife's name was Maacah. And his firstborn son Abdon, and Zer, and Kish, and Baal, and Nadab, and Gedor, and Ahio, and Zachar. And Mikloth begat Shimea. And these also dwelt with their brethren in Jerusalem over against them. And Ner begat Kish, and Kish begat Saul. And Saul begat Jonathan, and Malchashua, and Abinadab, and Ishbael. And the son of Jonathan was Meribael. And Meribael begat Micah. And the sons of Micah were Python, and Melek, and Teria, and Ahaz. And Ahaz begat Jehoiada, and Jehoiada begat Alameth, and Asmaveth, and Zimri. And Zimri begat Moza, and Moza begat Biniah. Rapha was his son, Eliasa his son, Azel his son. And Azel had six sons, whose names are these, Azrakam, Bakaru, Ishmael, and Sheariah, and Obadiah, and Hanan. All these were the sons of Azel. And the sons of Eshek his brother were Ulam his firstborn, Jeish the second, and Eliphalet the third. And the sons of Ulam were mighty men of valor, archers, and had many sons and sons' sons, an hundred and fifty. All these are the sons of Benjamin. And we are reading our way through the Old Testament. And once we get through the Old Testament, we're going to read our way through the New Testament. So stick around long enough and you say you've read through the Bible right here on CAC Daily iCast. Sixty seconds with the pastor. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 18 says, To whom then will ye liken God? Or what likeness will ye compare unto him? There is no God like our God. It's more than a cliche, it's a reality. He is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He is wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. You can't compare him to anyone or anything, for there is none like him. He is unparalleled. He is the only one able to do all things, see all things, know all things, and do all things. He is awesome in power, mighty in battle, honorable in character. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. There is none like him. And that was 60 seconds with the pastor. If you got a minute, then you got time for 60 seconds with the pastor. It's time for us to squeeze in our trivia question. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Woo-wee! 
And I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live link Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also go to the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast. That's Sundays at 10 a.m. on WQCW-TV, the Tri-State CW. And if you don't get that channel or satellite service, well, you can always watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, let's see what we got here for our trivia question. And I was looking at, um, this would have been Friday's trivia question. So let's see what we got here as uh, I look at the question. It was a simple question. It was just simply... How many times did Laban change Jacob's wages, according to Jacob? And out of those that participated, well, it looks like that uh, 80% of you got it correct. 80% of you got it correct. How many times did Laban change Jacob's wages according to Jacob? That would have been 10 times found in Genesis chapter 31, verse number 7. So 80% of you got it correct. Thank you for participating in that trivia question. And you can get today's trivia question correct. And that is, who helped Joseph of Arimathea? This is... The, the question for today, who helped Joseph of Arimathea prepare Jesus's body for burial? Who was the guy that helped him? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. And, um, well, you know, sometimes when we have our trivia questions, uh, we uh, see people get 100%, sometimes they get 80, sometimes they don't get any right, but um, at least they're going and clicking on the link and participating, so that's what we want you to do. It'll broaden your knowledge, it'll give you more, uh, you know, uh, understanding of God's Word, and so that's why we do the CAC Trivia Question of the Day. Who helped Joseph of Arimathea prepare Jesus' body for burial.
Currently outside my window pane, it is 15 degrees. That's right, 15 degrees, and it's time for us to do a little something that we like to throw in here, and we do this for Richard Nelson, the director of uh, the Commonwealth Policy Center, and this is a, um, it says, new study finds spending doesn't correspond to educational attainment in Kentucky. So let's see what this is about. Here we go with the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Money spent on K-12 public education in Kentucky has greatly increased over the past 30 years, but this hasn't always corresponded with positive results. A new report by the Bluegrass Institute reveals that overall funding has risen dramatically and nearly continuously since 1990, but educational test scores have changed only very modestly. Black students still have far lower test scores than white students, Kentucky's public education system faces many challenges, but a lack of funds isn't one of them. Meanwhile, our schools prioritize political activism and gender ideology over the task of learning. Kentucky education will improve only when it rediscovers a commitment to excellence in teaching and educational attainment and character formation of its students. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at cpc for kentucky and on the web at commonwealthpolicycenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute, uh, and we bring you that on a weekday basis. Well, let's see what we got. It's time for us to take our break, and uh, before we take our break, we'd like to just let you know that we are on episode number eight this year, and this is day number 16 of 365 Days. And, of course, we like to always take and uh, tell you that we get in a little over 200 episodes per year. And by the end of this year, 2024, we should have about 2,300 episodes in the history books. And, you know, this month is just half gone. Can you believe January is already half gone? And here we are getting ready to, uh, you know, go into February. And then that's uh, usually if we can get through January and February, we don't have any problem with uh, severe weather. Every now and then we'll have a March snowstorm or even an April snowstorm, but it's very seldom. So weather starts turning around in March and April here in East Kentucky. So anyway, we're glad that you've joined us today. we got to take our 30-second break, and the reason we take a 30-second break, we got to clear up the lags so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives, people can watch them on their own time frame. Don't touch at any key, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. 
You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Crescentburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney. Thank you for joining us today as we study our way through uh, the Word of the Lord. We're on lesson number 1140 today, and uh, we want to just jump right in. We're studying in the book of Revelation. Uh, Got a lot of symbolism, got a lot of uh, things that are maybe unknown. Uh, people can speculate, people can guess, and uh, I like to stick to the word. When it reveals something, uh, we take that, and then when it doesn't reveal something, we just tell you it doesn't reveal it. So uh, we're studying in chapter 17 today, and we want to pick up in verse number one. And uh, in Revelation chapter 17, And verse number one, it begins to say this. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Well, I want to stop right there because uh, I want to kind of back up and we'll talk a little bit about maybe some of the 
uh, what the commentaries seem to point this to. And of course, uh, we just want to uh, uh, pray that the Lord gives us wisdom and knowledge to rightly divide the word of truth and expound it fully. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we study today, lesson number 1140 of our study through the word. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, and we'll all leave here with more knowledge than we came. And Lord, we're going to give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, looking at this particular uh, set of scriptures, we see beginning in chapter 17, John describes the lamb's step-by-step victory over the beast and his kingdom. Step-by-step victory. Uh, Revelation 17 talks about the religious system being judged. Uh, Revelation 18 is going to talk about the political and economic system judged. And then Revelation 19 is going to talk about the military system that is judged. If you notice, it is uh, interesting to me uh, that in Revelation, we're seeing the religious system, uh, false religion, rise. We're seeing the false uh, and deceptive religion rise. And that is uh, what the Antichrist wants to do. That's what uh, the whole study of revelation is to see the power of Jesus and who he is. Uh, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, as we said, but with these events, we see that it's judgment upon uh, religious system, political system, and military system. And I think that's just interesting to note because sometimes people don't want to talk about uh, the religious system of the day. You know, um, when you start looking at uh, Christianity, uh, you see that Christianity doesn't really have, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of uh, uh, influence politically or militarily. Um, but there is a religious system that has uh, influence politically and, uh, you know, uh, uh, religiously. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that because sometimes people don't want to talk about these things because uh, they say, oh, no, that's not, that's not connected to end-time events. But we're going to see that there is a religious system, a major religious system that's already in effect today that's going to uh, show us some of these things in the end time. So with that said, I do want to uh, uh, just kind of take us methodically uh, through this, if I could, uh, because in, in chapter 17, uh, Babylon is destroyed at midpoint of the tribulation, and this Babylon destroyed uh, by men who... Uh, hate her. And John wondered, John wondered at this Babylon. Uh, he, in, in fact, it was something he had never seen before. And uh, this destruction is never mentioned in other Bible prophecies. So 
This Babylon, the great whore, called the great whore, the woman, the mother of harlots, this Babylon makes herself rich, and this Babylon portrays a false um, economical, uh, religious, um, even military world uh, church. And that's something that we need to uh, understand because I want to read you something that, that is found in Matthew Henry's commentary. Because Matthew Henry uh, commentary uh, is one that is uh, taken by most Bible scholars as being, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, understanding, uh, not way out there, not uh, speculating things, just kind of giving uh, research into what it's talking about. And when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, in Revelation 17 and 1, and there came one of the seven angels, and I'll bring this back up for you to read along, uh, which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now, Matthew Henry's commentary says this, and I want to quote some things from Matthew Henry's commentary, and I'll just say quote and unquote. So quote, uh, Revelation 17, 1 through 6, Matthew Henry says, Rome clearly appears to be meant in this chapter. Pagan Rome subdued and ruled with military power, not by art or flatteries. She left the nations in general to their ancient usages and worship, but it is well known that by crafty and, and uh, politic manage, political management, with all kinds of deceit of unrighteousness, papal Rome, remember I'm quoting from Matthew Henry's commentary, papal Rome has obtained and kept her rule over kings and nations. Here were allurements of worldly honor and riches and pomp and pride suited to sensual and worldly minds. Prosperity, pomp, and splendor feed the pride and lust of the human heart, but are no security against the divine vengeance. Unquote. When we look at this, we see that um, uh, this particular uh, uh, image of a woman who is sitting upon many waters. The Bible calls her a whore. Now, why the Bible calls her that is because she is drawing people in uh, religiously, uh, politically, militarily, but most of all, we want to talk about the religious side of false religion, false religion. And if you notice, um, you know, Matthew Henry talked about papal Rome, uh, you know, where the Pope is and where that rule is. And uh, so uh, we begin to see these things unfold and we begin to see a great picture of the uh, Antichrist who has, uh, you know, religious 
influence over the world. You know, uh, not many Christians can call for a meeting with world leaders and get it. But Rome can. The Vatican can call and get a world meeting with uh, a meeting with world leaders. Um, so when we look at this, we need to understand that it is talking about Rome. And remember, it's talking about the old Roman Empire being revived. So who rules Rome? Well, it is the papal system or the pope in that religious system. And you got to remember, Catholicism does not believe uh, the Bible. Uh, they have their own Bible. And so they are going to uh, always tell you that, uh, you know, uh, our Bible, our King's James, King James Version Bible is not their Bible. And so I think it's interesting that as you begin to start to see some things unfold in the end time, we can connect them to modern day uh, things, religion, if you will, that's going on in Rome. So let's, let's kind of methodically work our way through this. And uh, so uh, when you look at, uh, at, at verse 1 through 6, and I want to I just kind of go to verse number 2. The kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication, which means they all were drawn in. They all were drawn in to this false religion, this deception, this, this, this uh, world leader that, that sits on you know, many waters, and is is set up, is referred to as a woman, which we always know uh, that if we refer to the church, we refer to the church in a feminine uh, gender. Well, the false church, the uh, false religion, is also shown as a woman. So that's why we need to understand this false religion is going to have worldwide influence. It's going to have deceptiveness that is uh, so enticing that uh, rulers and kings are going to be drawn into it. And and even the inhabitants of the earth are going to be made drunk uh, with the wine of her fornication, which doesn't mean they're going to sit around and drink. It means that they will be so drawn in and so... Uh, what does alcohol do to you? The Bible teaches us that alcohol causes you to make bad decisions. It uh, it dulls your uh, senses. Uh, it causes you to do things you normally wouldn't do. So this wine of fornication is drawing people in to do things they normally wouldn't do, and and they don't see any wrong with it. I've never seen a, a drunk person that uh, either made advances towards someone that was not their wife or wanted to fight someone. Uh, I never saw them say this, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, this is, this is, I'm in my right mind. This is what uh, I'm supposed to be doing. No, usually the next day they have a lot of regrets. They have a lot of regrets. So with that said, 
uh, we see that the kings of the earth are drawn in, the people of the earth are made drunk with uh, the wine of her fornication. And so with that, we see that uh, the allurements and the delusions and, and all of the seduction that goes on with this religion pulls at people. And I would like to just say this. There is a uh, drawing when, when the Spirit of the Lord draws people. There's a drawing. But this drawing is drawing into deception. The difference between the Lord drawing people and when this, uh, and even today, uh, we know that the spirit of Antichrist is in the world today, so it's drawing people. It's drawing people away from true, uh, from truth, number one, and true worship. Uh, we begin to worship uh, programs. We begin to worship uh, buildings. We begin to worship and you say, oh, I don't know anybody that bows down to programs and buildings. Just think about it. When someone is drawn to a place of worship, if they're not drawn there for the true word of God, something else has drawn them. Maybe it is the building. Maybe it is the people. Maybe it is the freedom of no judgment, no rules, no regulations, nothing that you have to change. You just come and attend a meeting. Whatever it is that draws people away from truth, it's a false religion. And in the end time, it's referred to as this whore who, who is going to draw kings and people of the earth and it's going to cause them to be deceived and led away uh, in, in a deception. Uh, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, when you look at this, you see that uh, this was a, uh, a seat or a throne, uh, a ruling of idolatry and persecution, deception. I think that we need to understand how important it is to have a stable church that believes the word of God, that we're not deceiving people. Uh, people look and say, well, you know, if you don't baptize, uh, you know, in uh, titles, then you're baptizing wrong. We, we will learn and we will see that, uh, you know, uh, when you look at Rome and you look at the religious system of Rome, they push baptism in titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I ask people all the time, I said, do you follow uh, Catholicism? They say, oh, no, I'm Pentecostal. Then I say, well, why do you baptize the way they do? Why not baptize the biblical way? instead of the Catholicism way, uh, you know, the biblical way. How is the biblical way? Well, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, or in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the biblical way of baptizing. We find it on the day of Pentecost. We find it through all the book of Acts. We don't find anything that resembles 
the religion of Rome. And that's why in, in the end time, when Rome begins to rise again, that there's going to be the deception of religion. And that's the first thing that you notice as, I, as we study our way through. It's, it's more geared at religion and politics than anything else. Religion and politics. Jesus dealt with that in his day. He entered into a world that had religion and politics intertwined. If we're not careful, church, we will think that's the norm of the day, that that's something that's good to have political connections, friends in high places and all this. I have political friends that I love. I love. But I'm not going to get intertwined with politics. Now, that, that doesn't mean I shun them or don't be friends with them or don't have anything to do with them. I, I love them, and I, I have no problem with them. But I'm not going to get intertwined with religion, with, uh, religion and politics. Uh, we have to look at the Bible and say, we, we are the church, and we cannot fall into that deceptiveness of thinking that we have to get intertwined with politics or, uh, you know, military might or all of these things. Uh, and, and I know we got an election coming up uh, this year and uh, people are, are really going to be pushing this candidate or that candidate. And I know a lot of Christians are going to be talking about who they're going to vote for and support. Let's do things biblically. Let's follow Jesus. But looking at this, we see something else, and I want to close with this. So he carried me away in the spirit into, and look where they went, to the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Um, this beast, seven heads, represents seven mountains, the seven hills on which Rome stands. So yes, Rome is going to have a part in the end time. And the papal system, which is the religious system of Rome, currently is going to have a part. Are you saying this, that, or the other? I'm just stating what, what the Bible says. Stay with your eyes on Jesus and don't let any organization, I don't care how big they are, how popular they are, deceive you into following some other plan or some other way. Jesus said he is the way. Let's follow Jesus. Well, I want to close with that. We'll pick back up. Uh, of course, this is verse number three, and we will pick back up with verse number three uh, tomorrow uh, because I, I do want to take it slow as we're studying this because um, I don't want you to just think that because we take and, uh, and refer to Rome or refer to something that we're just kind of brushing it off and, and moving on. These are real facts. These are biblical facts that, uh, that, and most scholars will agree 
that uh, this, uh, you know, seven, uh, seven, ten horns and and uh, and the beast is directed by the uh, papacy, uh, which which is something that uh, is in rule today in Rome, and all of this. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tomorrow, but it's real. Always remember, the book of Revelation reveals the false things and reveals the true things. Not just the book of Revelation, but the Bible does that. The Lord started when he led his people out of Egypt, when he started leading his people from Genesis, if you will. He wanted them to know right from wrong, deception from truth, you know, wanted to know what was what was really going on. He wanted them to follow truth, do what is right, follow him, not get wrapped up in idolatry, which means worshiping anything, following people, and following trends and all of these things. We have to be so careful. So I want to close with that, and uh, I want us to uh, just ask the Lord to help us today as we have studied, that uh, we will take everything we've studied and we will apply it to our knowledge so we won't be deceived. Let's pray. Lord, I come before your presence and I thank you, Lord, for the word today. I pray, Lord, that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, and that I have not misrepresented your word or misinterpreted your, uh, interpreted your word in any way, but that... I have expounded it line upon line and precept upon precept. Help us to understand this, Lord, as we teach it, that we will be, we will be aware of false religion, false things that could draw us away from you, draw us away from the church, draw us away from true religion. Because we know your word has warned us. Lord, help us to keep our eyes on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is going to be a great study in the chapter in chapter 17. Um, as we work our way through the book of Revelation, it's just a great thing to study. Uh, some of these things may be hard for people to understand or may be hard for people to swallow, as we say here in East Kentucky, because it's really going to reveal false religion and true religion. If I didn't think for a moment, if I didn't think that um, the apostolic Pentecostal way was true religion, I would be doing something else. But I believe this is truth. I believe the Bible's true. I believe when you read the book of Acts, you follow the way that they baptized. You follow the way they help people to be saved. And, and, and then you read in, in uh, the rest of the epistles of how to live. I believe that's all true. I believe that's all something we need to embrace in our day because we are truly living in a deceptive, dangerous time of religion. Who's right? What's right? Uh, what do I need to follow? Who do I need to follow? Well, those answers are all, those questions are all answered in the Bible. Let's follow Jesus. Amen. Let's follow Jesus. Well, we do have our 
trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is uh, this. Who helped Joseph of Arimathea prepare Jesus' body for burial? Well, uh, you can find that answer. You can go to our Facebook page, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, we got to get out of here on this snowy day, currently 16 degrees. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.